This is Prisoners of the Moment, bringing you the hottest takes on Mississippi State sports. Real fans, real reactions, real joy, and real disappointment. With Lounge Dog, Jesse Young, and Josh Watson, this is Prisoners of the Moment. All right, everyone, welcome in. This is the Prisoners of the Moment podcast. I'm Josh Watson, and I'm joined, as always, by Jesse Young and Lounge Dog. And uh, still no official sponsors, but we would like to announce that this week, our podcast is brought to you by the delicious, salty tears of Old Miss fans everywhere. So drink up and enjoy. It's just hits the palate just right. Uh, and also, uh, if you watched that game the other night, which I know everybody did, um, for me, if I could have found a Xanax, this podcast would have been brought to you by Xanax by the time I got through <laughs> with that damn thing. Because, yeah, good my watch, Lord. My watch reminded me to breathe twice during the game. And so when your I, watch is reminding you to, to breathe, you're pretty stressed out. I actually didn't wear my smartwatch the other day, and I told – I told my wife after the game, I said, I kind of wish I would have worn it so I could have seen just how high my heart rate got toward the end of the game. But it is over with. Mississippi State 24, Ole Miss 22. The Golden Egg is coming back to Starkville. It it was basically what we thought it would be in the fact that it could have gone either way. And... I will say that watching that game the other night, I will give State a ton of credit because State's players wanted that more than Ole Miss players did. And it showed in the play on the field. So, let's get into it. Let's break it down. Lounge, we'll go to you first, man. Uh, what's your What's your gut reaction to the 95th Egg Bowl, I believe it was? Well, I'm about to say the offenses were less than spectacular, to say the least. It was a struggle. And I understand turn up. We were sloppy on offense until till we took the till we took the ball out of the quarterback's hands, and. Uh, but this defense, that defense won us that game Thursday night. The from the look, that good, fortunate referee official call to the Randy Charlton quick reaction to block that shovel pass. Just that was a that was a gritty win from the defense, and. Leach got smart. Fourth quarter, he went back. He went to the running game, and lo and behold, it worked. So, special teams was great all week, all game. Didn't have a bad punt. Kickers made extra points and field goals. Punt turns. Everything played winning football, probably besides one spot. Go on. 
<laughs> we'll go in more detail about that as the show goes on. Oh. Um here's the thing. And I talking about the punters. Did was Georgeopolis punting the whole time the other night? But from what I could see, yeah. Okay. He had yeah, a fantastic, I think he was. fantastic night punting. And to your point, the defense, look, you just give Zach Arnett a blank check and say, here you go, put put some zeros on this thing, and you can have it. Because you want to keep that guy around. That defense, no. that defense won you that ball game. That defense alone has won us like three or four ball games. And done enough to win a couple more that the offense didn't quite get it done in. So, but we'll have a discussion more about that certainly somebody. <laughs> Jesse, was- what do you think, man? Now, I will say, Jesse, uh, the thing, Jesse had a, a, a special uh, egg bowl because this was actually the first egg bowl win that uh, his son got to see. I've come to the conclusion I am undefeated. In, I'm 3 0, my last three egg bowls in Oxford that I attend. So. Hey, maybe you're the lucky lucky charm too. Hey, my son's my, my son's never seen us lose an egg bowl, so he must be the lucky charm. That too. So what'd you say, Jess? Um, what you think, think all about the leech, the all the leech haters in maroon and white need to shut the hell up after that game, um, including you, Josh. I disagree completely, uh, but we'll, we'll get there. Um, that was a hard fought game against a tough team on the road in the rain, um, and and the narratives of these two teams has totally changed since the third week of October. Um, Yeah, Kiffin's staying around in Oxford, but I don't don't know why any state fans would be worried about that. Um, You look at his stats, he's never beaten a team in the SEC that's finished over 500, so really not anything to brag about. Uh, They just gave him a pay raise for losing four out of the last five games of the season, and, uh, you know, Mike Leach has won as many ranked games now as Dan Mullen did in nine years, and he's done it two in a COVID year. So, uh, as far as this game goes, I I guess it was just the Mississippi State fan in me the whole time I'm watching the game. I'm just thinking, well, the defense is going to have to give it up at some point. They're they're playing too hard. They're playing too well. At some point, they're going to break, and they never broke. Um, I'm extremely, extremely pleased. I don't know if – Zach Arnett should get the game ball for the entire defense, or if uh, Tulu should get the get the game ball for the fourteen point differential he made in the game from Ab- saving the uh, scoop and score and catching the touchdown pass late in the second quarter. Absolutely, I was going to get there, but I think you got to give it to Tulu. Uh, it, we've been saying all year he's special. You got to get the ball in his hands, and uh, we got the ball in his hands, and damn it, he got the ball in his own hands on that what was going to be a scoop and score. Took it away from the guy, like literally dove and grabbed it from his hands. And the Ole Miss player did what he's taught to do. I mean, he, you know, he was just timing his steps right because it, it was a wide open touchdown. Who would have mm-hmm. thought any of our guys would have been coming from behind him 
diving for the ball. Jeez, man. That was, but it was a hustle play. You love to see it. At, you know, I think every Mississippi State fan felt going into the game, if we if we run the ball, we have a real chance to win this game. If we don't run the ball, they're going to blow us out. And the stats on this game are crazy at how evenly matched these teams were. Uh, State had 20 first downs. Ole Miss had 19. Total yards, Mississippi State had 336. Ole Miss had 335. We only had six penalties. They only had four. And we had three turnovers. They only had one. Uh, the I said this a couple of weeks ago, and, and this game surprises me too. I felt like watching the game in real time, we were – our defense was on the field. It felt like for 45 minutes of the 60-minute game, we had time of possession. We had the ball 32 minutes, 22 seconds. They had the ball 27 minutes, 38 seconds. So, our offense was able to stay on the field long enough to give our defense some breaks when they needed it. Um, you know, scoring right before halftime, when we get the ball back to start the second half, that helped a ton. It gave our I – mean, and you could tell it, our defense was fresh in the second half. They came out hitting in the second half and playing all over the field. The, the the craziest stat probably the entire game is we outrushed the number one rush offense in the SEC. Uh, we had 97 rushing yards, which is phenomenal for a Mike Leach team, and uh, held Ole Miss to 78 yards. Now, Judkins had 91, but then they had some negative yards, you know, from all of the big sacks and everything else. So Yeah, but still, and that's uh, what, what we talked about was the same thing. You've got – You've got to control Judkins. That is their – that's their key player that you needed to stop. And, again, give the defense and Zach Arnett all the credit in the world because that's what they did. He, for the most part, was – I mean, for the most part, he was a non-issue. 22 yeah. carries for 91 yards. And as a team, they were 39 carries for 78 yards, two yards per carry. That is – a phenomenal defensive game by the Bulldog defense. Zach Arnett, I'm like you. Let him – give him a blank check, sign it, let him write his own damn contract. He's already one of the highest-paid coordinators, but he deserves a raise. Yeah, and not just it, for this it. game. Not just for this game. We'd be five and seven right now if it wasn't for him So in that defense. So, I, I just uh, – I think he has saved Leach's butt a few times this year. And the offense is, has – Won some games, you know. They've stepped up on the defense was slacking a little bit a couple times this year too. So you know, can't put it all on the defense's shoulders. They haven't been the whole team. Um, offense has made plays when we had to, and, and I think looking back at this season now, I just don't know how a state fan could be disappointed. Eight and four, four and four in the conference. Three of our four losses are the top ten teams. The SEC West champion Alabama. In Tuscaloosa, well, the SEC West champion in Baton Rouge, Alabama in Tuscaloosa, and then Georgia at home, who's the best team in college football. You take that Kentucky loss away, and this has been a an excellent season. Hadn't looked pretty, but I'll take an ugly win over a pretty loss any day. So let me ask y'all this: Looking back, now that the season's over with, or the the regular season is over with. What would you say is State's signature win this season? 
because we talked about, you know, the losses. Now, LSU, I feel like State had a chance to win that game. They didn't. Uh, yeah, they absolutely did. They didn't They didn't pull through, but no. I feel like they should have had a chance to win that game. Uh, Kentucky, we found out, horrible loss. Alabama and Georgia, what can you do? But as far as wins, is, is Ole Miss – your signature yeah. win for the season? I mean, I feel like that's it. Yeah, that's it. That's your big win. I mean uh, – Yeah, and were... I think that probably is your big win, but I think the 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 most important win of the season was the Auburn win. Uh, you know, right after they fired Harson, I didn't have a good feeling about that game because you know with an interim coach, teams usually get hyped up for the interim coach, especially a guy like Cadillac. Happens and all the fought, time. We fought and clawed. And, that, you know, that was coming off back-to-back losses against Kentucky and Alabama, and we warranted more. And I I was very proud of the way our team played in that game. It wasn't pretty, but we got it done, and I think that was a uh, season-defining win for this ball team. We're not the best team in the country. We're not the best team in the league, but we're going to fight you to the very damn end. Yeah, I mean, that's the – yeah, Ole Miss is going to be, in my opinion, the signature win. A and M, Arkansas, no. They, <sighs> kind of weird. You know, I'd say as well. We are the AP top twenty-five now. They drop out. I'm just kind of looking, thinking. I said, pretty successful season. I said we'd be eight four nine to three this year, and. Lo and behold, we get there. So, kind of about what I expected. Not as not as down as like, hey, that Brian, hey, that said seven to five. So, but yeah, this is yeah the Egg Bowl was our signature win, even though it wasn't one of those big brand like beating LSU or beating Alabama or anything, but. When it comes to, like, beating a ranked team, yeah. Well, and it's the Egg Bowl, and Leach hasn't done that yet in his time at State, and that was important for him to get that win, to kind of get some fan buy-in. I, I really almost started out this show by going, I just want to put it on the record, Mike Leach is the great, and this is a direct quote, Mike Leach is the greatest offensive mind in college football today. And I'll let y'all figure out where that quote came from. Oh, I know where it came from. I know exactly where it came from. (laughs) But uh, talking about the offense, I saw a bunch of people say the other day that the game ball should go to the rain because if it hadn't started raining, cats and dogs up there in Oxford, I believe we would still be out there on the field trying to complete slants and, and wheel routes and little swing passes. And I really thought we were going to run into an issue there because, I mean, that rain played right into their strength. That plays right into their game plan offensively. And, and our again, our defense stepped up and shut them down. It does. And that – their strength is running the ball. And we needed to run the ball. And I think we said that was we need to control Judkins and we need to run the ball. And you saw what happened when we actually started running the ball. 
You, you, they just couldn't stop it because, like we saw when they played Arkansas, they could not stop the run. And that is that that's what won us the game was being able to go out there and actually start running the ball and not relying so much on Will uh, to make downfield passes, which he made he made a couple of good passes and. He also made a couple of really horrible decisions in that game. A couple of yep. talk, talk about several. I, another another huge stat was uh we held on this to four third down conversions on 17 attempts. Geez. That's uh that's pretty that's pretty telling of how well our defense played the other night. Where, you know, they're four of seventeen, we're eight of sixteen. So we converted half the time. Well, you see, coaches always used to say defense wins championships. I don't know if we're winning any championships, but defense is definitely winning us some games. So. Yeah, that it is. And we finished third in the West when we were predicted by the national media to finish sixth, possibly seventh. Um. I had a I had a field day on Friday with all those tweets. <laughs> so you kept the receipts, huh? Oh, you know me, just spent some quality time on Twitter, just scrolling through old takes. Well, I will say, as far as that, as far as it goes, I, I'm talking about Will Rogers. I I think you've got to go to the transfer court, transfer portal. I think you need to find a quarterback if you're going to stick with this air raid system. If this is how it's going to be, you need a quarterback who can make better, <laughs> who can I won't say make better decisions, because for the most part, this year was kind of he fell off a little bit, but for the most part, Will has done an okay job of protecting the football. You need a quarterback that can make bigger throws that can – I don't know if y'all saw it. When Will – I think there was one play the other night where he rolled left and threw back to the right sideline. It looked – he might as well have been throwing an 80-yard Hail Mary on that play. It looked like it was everything he could take to get that ball over there. I, I think we will hit the portal. I think we'll find somebody that at least comes in and competes for the job, somebody that, that – will help push Will to be better. Um, you know, I've heard so many people say put Lovertick in. You know, there's a reason Lovertick's not playing. Leach is Leach is playing the best guy we have available. And there's a reason Robertson's not playing too. Right. I mean right. But you've got to you've got to get somebody, at least until Chris Parsons get here. You have got to have somebody who can run this offense and throw the ball more than thirty yards down the field. Absolutely. Yeah. The air raid doesn't doesn't really work if if you can't open the field up and throw it downfield. And the transfer portal, I mean, it you know, it's wide open every year. So we very well could reach out to somebody and get a get a really solid quarterback in the portal. Lounge, what you think? Sitting there in the pouring down rain Thursday, watching him fumble the football away three freaking times. Why did he pull on that last when we were on the goal line? First of all, 
when we got that big run that Dylan Johnson's got us that, I think it was Dylan Johnson got us that big run to get down at the goal line. Yeah. And we're sitting there and somebody said, well, that's it. That's, that's, that's what you needed right there. I said, no, no, just, just wait. I've seen this. I've seen this movie before. I, I know how this goes. And I even put, I even tweeted out right when that happened. I tweeted out and I said, I'm still not comfortable. I've seen this story too many times. And the very next play, Will pulls the ball on that option and tries to run it in. And I'm like, what the hell are you doing? Like, one, why would you run that play down there? I feel like in that situation, you do what gets you what's the closest thing we have to a heavy package, which is putting Marks and Johnson in the backfield. And you let one of them lead for the other one, right through whichever hole or around the edge or wherever you're going, and you run it off the off of one side or the other. A quarterback draw or a, a read option or whatever down there at the goal line, Will, Will's not Dak Prescott. Not Nick Fitzgerald. Why don't you just run Marks and, and DJ up the middle three times and kick the damn field goal? I mean, I, oh. that's just the simplest way to – it's the simplest thing to do. If you don't get it on – Three tries, kick the field goal, and you're still up two possessions. I mean, mind blowing. But it's, it's shit you know, like that. We that won is, the game, so yeah. I mean, everything everything worked out okay, but I just knew. I mean, I just had that. I had that gut feeling. There's not a comfortable. There's not a comfortable win in the egg bowl. You you have to sweat it out. Yeah. Well, I I needed it. Trip to the cardiologist after that one the other night. After about eight beers and half a bottle of Fireball sitting in that stadium Thursday night. <laughs> Damn, Lance, you could have said this game was brought to you by Fireball. Well, we can. Next day, another going to find it and ask me to cease and desist. This may have been the first egg bowl I watched sober in a while. No, there's no such thing. That can't happen. Jeez. Well, right. I was I was sober too. I drank three three beers before we ate Thanksgiving dinner, and then I ate so much at dinner I could not drink another beer. So I moped on the couch for the first half, uh, just scrolling through Twitter, hating life, and then for most of the first half anyway, till we threw the touchdown pass to Tulu. And then I livened back up a little bit. By the end of the game, I was ready to roll. I was ready to. I could have ran a marathon. I was ready to go. I was exhausted by the end of the game. I was just emotionally exhausted. Man, he said you're emotionally exhausted. I'm sitting. I'm sitting in that south end zone, surrounded by Ole Miss fans, complaining to the refs. Oh, were you down there by the folks that were uh, that were throwing chairs at our players? No, no that's the student section. That's the north uh, end. Uh, okay. I'm still curious where in the world they found a chair at. Yeah, who has a chair? I was wondering the same thing. Well, you know, the way that their stadium's set up, though, they may just have, like, folding chairs, kind of like at the church luncheon, where you just have somebody come through and put out folding chairs before the game. Well, it may have also been part of their premium seating package. Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did y'all see the video of, uh, like, Calvin and Jackie Matthews dancing with that red pom-pom that I quote tweeted? Yeah. And then someone running over with the whiteboard just holding it up. It's like, that's... Uh, I've watched that about five times, and I laughed my ass off at every single time of it. That's it. 
Those guys are living their best life right now. The best. God. The best video I saw was somebody. Have y'all seen the video of Everett Kennard after the game? No. Uh, not the video. Go look it up. You'll find it. I, I, I'll, I'll let y'all know who, who posted it, but I'll send it to you. It's it's pretty good. Yeah. Oh, man. So what are you guys thinking on uh, bowl projections? I say Gator Bowl. You think so? I was thinking – I thought we'd get the Citrus Bowl. I feel like I feel like that's one we haven't I, been to. Well, I don't think we're going to get the Citrus Bowl. It's the first one out of the uh, New Year's Six Bowls. And I think they're going to pick South Carolina over us. Mm. Well, it depends yeah. what they did with L- depends what they did with LSU. Yeah, that is also another thing. LSU yes. may get it since they're not going to be in a New Year's Six Bowl now. More than likely, not going to be in one. So I was trying to say, like, what could at best maybe this uh, long shot the Citrus Bowl. I'm thinking possibly what was the Outback Bowl. Yeah, that's possible. I think it'll be the Gator Bowl or the Music City Bowl, possibly the Las Vegas Bowl. Oh, those are some prime locations right there. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, which, which the, New Year, the Music City Bowl is not as is not as small of a bowl game as it used to be. It's no. it's a little little more tiered up than it used to be. So I, was, it, it, I was curious. It's, it's, it's an about, excuse to get to Nashville. Yeah, that's true. I was curious about South Carolina, and so I decided to look it up and see what their ranked opponent wins were this season. Uh, well, they the beat, last two were top ten, so. They beat Kentucky when they were ranked. Um, they got handled by Georgia. They got handled pretty well by Arkansas. Um, but they beat, blew out Tennessee – and beat Clemson, and both of those are top ten wins, like you said, Jesse. So, yeah, South which, Carolina is probably going to get picked ahead of us for whatever bowl is. Which about. I, I think going into the night, you know, we were thinking. I hated to pull for Clemson because I, I do like South Carolina, I like Shane Beamer. Um, I but I was kind of pulling for Clemson in hopes we could get the Citrus Bowl. Of course, that was all comfortably assuming that LSU would beat Texas A&M. So once Texas A&M beat LSU, that threw the South Carolina yeah. uh, Clemson game out because I think LSU now gets the Citrus Bowl at nine and three. Man, Ole Miss was three points away from having zero ranked opponent wins this season. They got Kentucky mm-hmm. and that's it. They got Kentucky, who finished seven and five. Yep. Uh, overrated. <laughs> Look, I told you. Kentucky or on, Ole Miss, or both. 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 I told you earlier on that Ole Miss schedule at the beginning of the season. I looked at it before we even started, and I said, "Good Lord, that is the softest schedule, at least for the first half of the season that I have ever seen." And they and, pick up Georgia on their schedule next year. Yeah, chalk that one up. That's another loss. Man. So, in terms of the season for us, turned out ended up 
not being as bad as we thought it was going to be. Again, I, I said in my Twitter space the other night, I said, narrative change on rivalry weekend or how you end the season. I've never uh, seen a narrative change so quickly as the Ole Miss narrative did. Um, and, of course, they're, they think they're running a victory lap because they signed a – They've signed a mediocre coach to $9 million a year. But I'm not sure that's a victory lap or if that's just, you know, Jimbo 2.0. But um, but it was so much like the We Believe year of 2012 for them this year. It, it's almost identical to that. I was thinking the same thing. Right. Yeah. So, so, Ole Miss fans, if any of y'all are listening, which I don't know why the hell you would be, because we all three hate you with every bone in our bodies. Um, I, I know how you Yeah, we all do. We've all had to put up with that stuff, and probably more than them at this point, because we're not the usual media darlings that they are. Oh, no. Hey, freaking Jake Crane yeah. we said we are going to be two and six in the league. What an idiot. He I, don't never these, I don't get where some of these folks that come up with well, these projections well, get them well, from. They, well, for Barrett, they don't well, follow for, football. For Barrett Lee, it's his brand. It's his stick. So, but again, what could, what could have been? I mean, if he had an easier schedule – uh, if you take Georgia off, we're nine and three, possibly ten and two, in my opinion. Well, and if you if you pick up that game against Kentucky, that's a. I mean, you could you could very easily be nine and three. So, I don't know. Again, I'm I'm still, which I'm still on the deserted island, so I can't say you know I'm I'm jumping back on the ship. I'm I, you know. I have been I have been marooned. Yeah. No pun intended. You you have walked the play there, Josh. But so. I I would feel more comfortable, like I said earlier, I would feel more comfortable if we had a quarterback running this offense that could make big time throws. And until you get that, I don't think you're gonna be able to fully run the air raid the way that you want to run it. Yeah, I was like, talking. they were talking about comparing him to like Graham Hare and some of the guys that were in Leach's system. It was, I was like, those dudes had bigger arms than Roger does. So I was like, maybe the maybe his decision making, making was better than theirs, but like arm wise, it's not even close. No, you're right. That's and that's that's his that's his kryptonite right there is the long throws. So got it got it past us. We we survived. We survived the egg bowl. That's the important thing. Uh Leach got got that first win against Ole Miss. And I don't know how much he hyped his team up. Um, not sure exactly how much Mike Leach hypes for games. 
I know Arnett got his group hyped. Uh, They're always but, hyped. But I will say, looking at the players on the field and seeing how the game was played, you could definitely tell, come back around to what I started with, that State wanted that game more than Ole Miss did. Heck yep, yeah, you, you lose two, you lose two in a row, knowing that you play like, like you, you know they wanted to win because hey, they, you can't lose three in a row. And I can't overstate the difference in losing two in a row and losing three in a row. That's that was a big deal to win that game the other night. You lose three in a row, and your in-state recruiting is is going to hurt. Well, we got to pick it up in recruiting regardless. I mean, so. Well, an egg bowl win will definitely help you getting your recruiting set up, getting it getting it bumped up a little bit. So we'll see how that goes in the coming year. So we got the egg bowl over with, over and done with. Thank God we survived, like we said. So now we're going to start getting into basketball season, and it's already underway. Uh, the men are six and zero, oh, and won their uh, Fort Myers tournament. Beat Utah. Uh, I'm sorry, Utah and Marquette. So men's two quality opponents, two two good opponents. Men's team is looking really good. I watched some of that game the other night. And they are looking very good. Women's team still, they they dropped one to Nebraska this week uh, that went into overtime. Women's team still looking pretty good. They're five and two right now. I think they'll probably be okay as the season goes on. But big things from both the men's and the women's basketball teams. And I'm excited. I think we're going to go sometime either this week or next week. We're going to try to go see. Uh, one of the one of the boy one of the men's games, and maybe men, men play tomorrow at six thirty. Ooh, I don't know if I'll make that one. May have to go. On they also party. play Saturday against Mississippi Valley State at one. Valley State. So pretty excited about that, man. It's good to see state basketball doing good again. I'm happy. Yeah, we'll see. I, I, I'm a little nervous as we get into the conference schedule, but we well, start uh, off with Alabama. Yeah, and Alabama right now. Out. Alabama is ranked number 18 right now. Yeah, our first six conference games are Alabama. We get number 18 Alabama, number 13 Auburn, and two games against Tennessee. So, Joy, joy, joy. Yeah. You also have to go to Arkansas later in the season, so we'll see what happens there. So, not an easy, not an easy schedule, but. I think we get Arkansas. No, we do go to Arkansas, don't we? Yeah, we go to Arkansas. Man, that's tough. You've got your your home and home with Ole Miss. Uh, can you get Kentucky at home? That's that's a good thing. You get a home and home with Missouri this year too, so that helps. Um, I th- I think we we should have a pretty decent season. I mean, I I think you know we're over five hundred in the in the SEC this year. The way we're playing right now, we got to get. We got to get to shooting the ball a little better. These missed free throws and things like yeah. that are, are are mistakes. But defensively, we're probably one of the top twenty teams in the country. Defense is killing it. They are all over the place, and it's it's fun to watch. 
it is. You see a little bit more modern game style than uh, what we saw under Howland, which was not a very modern game style. <laughs> Whoa. Which, and if you look at the three decent teams we played so far out of the six we played, Texas A&M, Corpus Christi, who was a, a tournament team last year. They were not great, but they were a tournament team last year. You know, we scored 63, and then Marquette, we scored 58. Utah, we scored 52. Then you look at the other teams we played, Akron, Arkansas, Pine Bluff, and South Dakota. We can shoot, you know, we can shoot it like crazy against those teams. Yeah. Um, so probably we, we probably get the quality of opponent lines, there. At, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, so, but defense, I mean, I think our, I think defensively it's going to keep us in a lot of games we normally wouldn't be in. Well, excited for it. We'll see how it goes. I'm excited for it. I'm excited, and I'm excited to see how the women. I think I think the women's team is gonna is gonna pick it up. Uh, you know, the two South Dakota State was ranked when uh, yeah when we yeah. lost to them. Nebraska Nebraska is probably a tournament team too. So uh, I think Nebraska's, they're doing just fine. Yeah, Nebraska's five and two also, and that game went to overtime. So I'm not, I'm not really holding that against them that bad. No, no, I'm not either. And I think uh, with the recruiting class that Purcell's put together, they're uh, they're going to be pretty damn good next year. Jesus, you talk yeah. about you talk about the men's team having a rough stretch in the uh, in their conference play. Two of your well, let's see here: one, two, three, four. Uh, two of your first four games, you're at Tennessee. The women are. And South Carolina at home. Luckily, we only have to play South Carolina once in the regular season. Yeah, thank God. We do have to play Tennessee twice, though. You do. You have a home at home with Tennessee. Uh, we, I believe, I, I believe Jans and uh, Purcell will have the humps packed back to the, what they used to be. And I think not too near this. Not too I think by the right. time I think by the time uh, Alabama comes early January, I think the hump will be near packed. If somehow we can win that game, uh, the game against Ole Miss on January seventh, it'll be a full. It will be. It'll be a full crowd. Out, man. Yeah. Only thing about the Alabama game is it's right there between Christmas and New Year's, so it's it's actually not in early January. It's December twenty eighth. So yeah, you, you won't know, have students many... are going to be on campus. Mm-mm. So that's kind of that's kind of going to be tough. But if we can somehow win that game, I think the Ole Miss game could be rowdy. I'm here for it. As much as I love the Egg Bowl, I also love State and Ole Miss playing basketball. Let's we'll sweep their ass in basketball and then take another series from them in baseball. Yes. You just beat them all around. I mean, you know, we they like to talk trash about. You know, come to the SIP. Yeah, come to the SIP, but come down here if you want to win, you know. I saw I saw somebody tweet the other day about uh, somebody had put Will Rogers run or Mike Leach or somebody runs the SIP. And they said they tweeted Mike Bianco's picture and said, uh, actually, he runs the SIP. Mm-hmm. Dude, you realize y'all haven't, <laughs> y'all haven't taken a series from us in seven years? Listen, most old, majority of Ole Miss fans are baseball casuals. Well, and arguing with an Ole Miss fan is 
I mean, you can't argue with facts and logic. Yeah, well, it's like talking they argue to a pile of dog shit. I mean, it's going to get you nowhere, you know? It's, and also, uh, it smells about the same. It's all about emotion with them and emotion and perception. And they perceive themselves as being elite. Listen, again, I've said it from day one. Their main problem is lack of self-awareness. Yeah, they have zero. Absolutely zero. Anyway, enough about those guys. Well, before you get off that, speaking of, uh, since we found out, or at least supposedly, Lane is staying in Ole Miss. He uh, hadn't signed the contract yet. He hadn't signed the contract yet. But, hey, uh, good job by John Cohen of uh, screwing that up. I told oh, Auburn fans. I told Auburn fans. I said, "Listen, I said, I said he's gonna screw this up." I said, "I've seen it." And I now said, the whole Hugh Freeze debacle going on with the sexual assault allegation stuff with him involved with all that stuff. Oh my gosh, man! It's it's just become a shit show down there. Well, we gotta, at this well, point, we, I don't know who you go after. Wait, well, we Hugh Freeze is it? How did I miss this? Hugh Freeze is involved well, in a. No, 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 no. He's not involved in a sexual assault case, he, but he there was a girl the at Liberty that was, and she sued the university. She sued Liberty, and he was DMing this girl, telling her that the people she was suing, that she was not right, that the people she was suing were good people. Just good Christian people. Look, when you're trying to do the Lord's work, man, people are going to be out to get you. It's just how it goes. Pastor Freeze. Oh, my God. I'm telling you, Auburn gets to more toxic by the day. You don't if, get a solid hire. If Auburn does somehow hire Freeze, it better be in his contract that he has to delete his Twitter account. Just go the KD route and just get a burner. That's, I mean. Oh, my God. It's a shit show. Well, we'll see how it goes. We will. I am here for it. I love, I love seeing Ole Miss and people who have been at Ole Miss getting screwed over. Or not necessarily getting screwed over, just, you know, the the the, the chickens coming home to roost for them, right? Yep. Yep. Which is which is Hugh Freeze. I mean that's 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 it in a nutshell. Oh Pastor Freeze. I can't stand uh, I can't stand a hypocrite like that, man. That's my that's one of my biggest pet peeves. Uh well, hey. I got a problem with uh with Hugh Freeze, but that's not uh that's not the only that's not the only people I got problems with. And I know y'all probably have problems with some folks too. So let's get into it. We'll go ahead and get it started. It's our last section of the show. It's the segment we call the airing of grievances. Welcome, newcomers. <laughs> the tradition of Festivus begins with the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now you're going to hear about it. All right. It is the airing of grievances. We got problems with folks. And now they're going to hear about it. Lounge, who you got a problem with this week? I can I can go multiple directions here. Listen to go, your heart. 
I could go with the media from always picking us at the very, very bottom of the division every single year because they don't do their homework and before the season. But I'm just gonna, I'm gonna do a traditional. My area grievances with Ole Miss folks. You uneducated, casual, not football, not knowing imbeciles. What? Who do y'all think y'all are? There's a reason that y'all say we are Ole Miss in a negative light. Well, they say we are Ole Miss because they just have to remind themselves because they're so stupid. Well, that better be it because otherwise it's like Cobra trying to say just Auburn beat Auburn. That's not a good thing. But I don't know where y'all they get this mindset course. Apparently the guy that apparently the guy that threw the chair was a guy named Wells, short for Wellington. I said that's the most oldest name I've ever heard in my life. I'm like just know your own miss which and just be happy. You're never gonna be elite in any program. Yeah, you got lucky baseball, but still beneath us as usual. And just enjoy life for knowing y'all are about as mediocre as they can get. Once they do that, life will be better. Just just let daddy take care of everything. Speaking of speaking of daddy, uh Nick Fitzgerald had an excellent quote since he is old Mrs. Daddy. Uh, he had a, he had an excellent tweet the other day uh, before the Egg Bowl. Where he, he tweeted out and said, it's Egg Bowl Day. Get up and fight your stupid Ole Miss neighbor in their front yard. Hashtag Hell State. I saw that. So if he's Ole Miss's daddy, does that make Texas A&M his stepchild? Damn, he's Texas well, A&M. Not, Maybe illegitimate child. He could be daddy. Can he can be, he both, be their both their daddies? He's, he's, more, he, he's more A&M's daddy and like. Jake Mangum or Brent Rooker or Ole Miss's daddy. Well, I but thought Jake, Jake Mangum was, was the bear. Ole Miss was trying to d- d- have A.J. Brown on the, the Are You Ready on the Jumbo Tron at the Egg Bowl. And I kept screaming, he was one and two in the Egg Bowl. Oh, yeah. They and, were calling And they never played a bowl him, game. They were calling him the mayor of Starkville. Yeah. Yeah. He won one Egg Bowl and never went to a bowl game. Speaking of not going to a bowl game and uh and not winning an egg bowl, I saw another thing that said Oh, uh, I know you <laughs> uh, I saw another thing that said Malik Heath may be the first player since World War Two to go winless in the egg bowl for two different teams. Yeah, he is. Oh, he'd have to be. Well, Carmen's a son of a bitch when you Leave and take shots at your former school. Well, he's always got a you know a future working at Cobra Kai or something like that. Well, let's say. Uh, all right. As I sit here on a beautiful Sunday evening, post Egg Bowl victory, 
holding the championship belt of my college fantasy football league. Yeah, kiss my ass. Back to back champion. <laughs> I was the commissioner of this league for nine seasons before I finally won one, and now I am back to back champion. So, my airing of grievances is for all of you sucktards in our league who have not sent me your money yet. You owe me. You owe your champion. I am your daddy. Pay up. Checks in the mail. And I know and I know all of them are going to be listening to this, and I'm not going to call them by name. But I will next week if I don't get your damn money. Well, that's just free publicity to them. Hey, I'm famous. Jesus. Well, now that Jesse got that out of the way, I'll send you your money, by the way. Uh, <laughs> my, my airing of grievances this week, I have a problem with William Wyatt Rogers III. Oh, here we go. That's oh, my it. God. I do not understand it. I do not understand. I don't understand the play call, first of all, which is that may not be his fault. But in that situation, now, granted, we won the game, so I didn't have, I can't be completely pissed off at him. But in that situation, just hand the damn ball off. You are not going to make it out of that mass of humanity at the goal line and into the end zone. There is no way. And if you think you are, then you either haven't had enough experience in the Egg Bowl or been a state fan long enough to know how shit like this works out. I could have told you exactly how that play was going to go before it ever started. If you'd have told me they're running a read option right here, I would have told you Will's going to keep the ball and he's going to fumble it. It's like it was in – it's like I'd I'd seen it before in a vision or something like that. (laughs) So, Will Rogers – I'm sorry, but I have a problem with you this week. I just can't. I Okay, Josh. I don't even know what to say to you. He does have a point. The man wins the egg bowl and we're still on his ass. I understand people but people make mistakes. Cut him some slack. And then that being a first, he turned he turned it over three times. And it's not just an egg bowl thing. To be fair, it I've was had... like the it was like the Denver Broncos winning with Peyton Manning's last year. That game. I've had, I, I've had, I've had a little bit of a problem all season with how he's played, and I'm starting to see what people talk about when they're like, "Yeah, it's easy to, you know, have a 68 percent completion." rating when you're only throwing the ball 10 yards now i give him credit hey you still got to make you still got to make the throw they still got to make the catch stuff's got to happen but between the last couple weeks between sitting in the pocket for so long waiting until the play clock gets down to one to snap the ball that drove me absolutely batshit crazy the other night I was sitting there screaming well, at the TV. Why are they waiting so long to snap the ball? Well, in the fourth quarter, I was screaming because he was snapping the ball with 10 seconds left. So, you and I were on opposite ends of that. 
in the as we quarter, normally are when it comes to football. In the fourth quarter, when you're trying to drain clock, that's great. But in the second quarter, when you're trying to go downfield and score, snap the damn ball. <laughs> you have you have lost any semblance of surprise when you wait until the play clock gets down to one and let the defense line up, make all their adjustments, have a cup of coffee, whatever the hell else they need to do over there. Will Rogers, congratulations on winning the Egg Bowl. Do better. <laughs> oh, Lord. All right, guys. Well, if we don't get blocked by anybody else on Twitter this week, it'll be a miracle. That's so new. That you'll be blocked. I'm He's sure I will. Hell, we'll we'll just I'll keep a running tally. People people love my content though, so I'm good. Yeah, well, you know. You can't win them. You're all. such a likable guy, Lounge. Well, you know, I'm trying to find the comedic relief in misery of football. <laughs> Whether it's ours or somebody else's. And I really just wanted this show to happen specifically for the airing of grievances so that I could just call out all these idiots that I'm pissed off with. So, hey, we have a good balance. We have a good balance here, you know? This is just I'm just here for the stats, I guess. Jesse, Jesse, you are kind of the voice of reason to talk talk us down off the ledge. I'm I'm perpetually on the ledge, and Lounge, he likes to kind of tiptoe around it. Jesse, you're kind of you here guys, to talk us back down. You realize if I wasn't on this podcast, it would just be an hour of you two just bitching about everything. Yeah, pretty much. I, well, there would be no positives I, in anything. I don't bitch about everything. Okay, ninety five percent. I'm a real. I'm a realist. I'm a More realist. Like 50, yeah, 50, a I, real I, pessimist. No, he would be total negative. I would at least bring positive notes to the to the situation. Hey, I brought I brought some positive notes in. It'll it'll be okay. Look, hey, I said he won his egg bowl. Congratulations to him. Just yeah, as you're berating him. What am I like, supposed <laughs> to do when he pulls the ball on a read option at the one yard line and fumbles it? Lord. Make better choices. Do better. Pay me my money, Josh. I'll send you your money. That's it. We are done for this week. Hope y'all had an excellent Thanksgiving, an excellent Egg Bowl. And I hope you're watching Mississippi State basketball because it's going to be an exciting season there. Uh, Barring us getting kicked off of Spotify and Twitter and all that other shit, we'll be back next week. For Lamb's Dog and Jesse Young, I'm Josh Watson. Thanks for listening to the Prisoners of the Moment podcast. We will see you next time.